Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. I used to pull snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music man's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. I've got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right. And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 5, week 21. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how is it going? Hey, Joel. This is Sam. I'm coming at you from Brooklyn, New York, as usual, where it is finally starting to feel like summer. It's hot as shit in my room right now. Oh, yeah. It's been beautiful here. I've got all these tall wildflowers in my backyard. I've got an American goldfinch. I've just been sitting in my bedroom watching this American goldfinch like I'm a like I'm in Rear Window. Do you know that movie, Rear Window? Sure. Hitchcock movie? Yeah. The it's like that. Movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Peeping on birds. Just right. making my beard while not wearing a shirt. Staring right. at those birds. Your neighbors are just yelling at you to mow your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I just stare at them right back. Shut up, Mike. Stop telling me to mow my damn yard. It fucking loves some weird time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for everyone who is listening. Um, you are listening to Dump on the Ump, which is ostensibly a baseball podcast. You can check us out on all of your social media platforms, including Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Sam, speaking of all your social media platforms, what are we going to be talking about this evening? Oh, Joel, I'm glad you asked, because we're actually going to be talking about social media platforms and the impact that they have on professional sports. Hey. Uh, um, we are on all of them, and we are, like many sports athletes, most active on Twitter. Secondly, on Instagram, we don't really do Facebook too much. Um, <clears throat> but um, Twitter specifically has had a huge impact on how we as consumers of sports um, consume the sports uh, and watch the sports. Um, and the media, who we also are, use Twitter a lot to, in their reporting on sports. So it's had a huge impact on that. <clears throat> but it's also become a platform for athletes to kind of get their own personalities out there, as well as to interact directly with other players um, <clears throat> in a performance sort of context or interact directly with fans. Um, the kind yeah. of flip side of that is that it has also caused a lot of trouble for a lot of people from homophobic relief pitchers to racist tennis players. Yep. Um, so I guess the question yep. that we're going to kind of delve into today is do sports leagues or teams <clears throat> need to set guidelines for how their employees and players interact with social media or not, uh, basically. Well, I think the short answer to that question is yes. 
But the long answer to that question is a yes, comma, but, dot, dot, dot. Now, if you get a job, you know, I'm a middle school teacher. My social media presence is open to review, right? Most of my teacher friends, they have locked down private Facebook accounts because they know that they can be held professionally accountable for their private lives on the internet. And I don't, like, that should be held true of athletes and celebrities. What do you think? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that there should be social media clauses written into contracts um, that Uh say if something comes to light, like you turn out to be a racist or a homophobe, then that can be grounds for termination of a contract. And I don't know if those things are, but I think that barring huge, like really bad PR scandals for uh, these brands, because that's what they are, um, people should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want on social media. I feel like it's been a positive... um, I feel like it's been a positive impact on the game. I feel like it's how you're going to get younger p- people to like interact with sports more. Um, and I think that to kind of clamp down on any but the worst of offenses on social media would be just such a like backwards and um, disastrous take to have. That's an interesting point, and it makes me want to ask... Because you mentioned brands, and I think you're absolutely right about that, that social media, in this example, Twitter accounts, are a way to brand yourself and make yourself your product essentially more available to the consuming public. Probably the first celebrity athlete to do this well was Shaq. Twitter started in 2008, I believe, and Shaq was one of the first most popular Twitter accounts out there. One reason that he was able to do that was because he would could be himself, right? Jacked in a fool. He could enter uh, the public without, you know, freely, openly being himself. And I think certain other athletes are really, really good at this. Someone I'm thinking of is Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. He has amazing Twitter accounts. And a lot of his Twitter is, uh, you know, like videos of him uh, interacting with fans, going to camps, going to concerts, just hanging out with people on the street. And it makes him much more likable and marketable. So I guess right. my, yeah, I guess my question then is at what, who owns the brand? Because like Juju Smith Schuster, owns his own brand, but he's also got to be a spokesman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Right. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, is I think that if it doesn't cause, like, irrep, you know, and that's, like, also a double-edged sword, because some people, like Shaq, when they let their personalities out there, people are, like, into that, because he's kind of, like, this big, lovable guy who's hilarious and, you know, is really good on that. 
you know, and then you got on the flip side of that is like Kobe Bryant. And if he was like free reign on Twitter, he'd be like, oh, I want to fuck a teenager, you know, like <clears throat> something really <laughs> fucked up like that. And that's, that, that can be like a really bad thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, pro tip, kids. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Don't be uh, like Kobe Bryant. Don't be like Kobe Bryant. Well, okay, but what about – I'm trying to think of another good example here because – oh, that's what I was thinking of. Does Coach Schoeing have a tw- – he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he must. All those alt-right yeah. guys do. Right, because then you're getting into a whole nother level of who is your audience and who are you marketing to because, you know, I fucking hate Coach Schilling, but – and he's not technically a representative of the Boston Red Sox. He represents only himself at this point. But he can get on Twitter and say the most vile, nasty things. And that only serves to boost his marketability. His brand. His brand. That, exactly. that is his brand, though. Yeah. So, but, okay, so, like, he's not accountable to a larger corporate entity, really. Because he doesn't even work for ESPN anymore, does he? No, he got fired for some tweet, right. probably. Yeah, yeah. for being yeah. horrible. Homophobic, I think, or transphobic, yeah. I think. And But now he's got a job with, like, Boston Sports Radio. Is that right? Oh, I thought he had a job with, like, 4chan or some shit like that. Or, like, Bright, Breitbart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you get a job with 4chan? Is there no job? But if you could, <laughs> Kurt Schilling would have that job. <laughs> <laughs> what about so what about let's talk about josh hayden so okay. one thing that got us talking about this was the official mlb account tweeting out yesterday on monday what was that sorry that was me um tweeting out monday uh congratulations AL and nl really josh and oh, all this Chapman. <laughs> yeah, great. And just visual that it's so bad. Like they've got to invest a little bit more in their sports media interns. And we've talked a lot about Josh Hader before on the show, but his tweets that got him in hot water were tweeted out before he was a spokesperson for Major League Baseball or the Milwaukee Brewers. So how accountable can he be held for the things he says and believes before he gets hired by this business? Like, do you think baseball teams are going through the MLB draft right now, going through Twitter accounts, you know, concerned about people saying uh, politically problematic things on the Internet? I think if they're smart, they do that before the draft. Like, I think yeah. that I think that that situation specifically was a huge fuck up not only on the part of josh Hader and his parents you know yeah. or <laughs> you know pos- like adult role models as a child but also you know of the of the milwaukee brewers because they should have somebody who's going through all this shit and being like red flag red flag we can delete all this before these people get famous yeah um and then, and then they have to be held accountable for that sort of shit after, after that, or their publicist or whoever's doing their tweets for them. You know what I mean? Right. And the agents, because 
I, I mean, I, I, I can't quite put my finger on the issue, but it's like we, we keep talking about brands, but there are two competing brands here. There is the individual celebrity athlete brand that they need to be concerned about, and then there's the team brand that the team needs to be concerned about. And something that I'm interested in is what happens when the interests of those two brands might conflict. Um, case in point, the Pittsburgh Steelers, going back to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I didn't intend to, and Antonio Brown, who wanted out of Pittsburgh so bad, he started using his social media various social media platforms actually as a weapon against the Steelers to force them to let him go. Right. I, yeah, I think that that, well, it can be a powerful leverage tool for these players. Um, and, and it's all the, you know, the court of public opinion. That's all it really is. <clears throat> And, and, you know, whatever that means for any of the parties involved. But I think that I think that as far as these brands go, like when the people like as part of the vetting process of going and hiring these people, you have to be like it has to be part of that now where you're paying attention to their social media presence and what they're doing on that. And that has to be part of the conversation is like, is this going to negatively impact our brand? Um, yeah, and if so, how do we get rid of it? Yeah, um, I forget his name. Joey Bosa's brother, who was a linebacker, I want to say for Ohio State, and got drafted by the San Francisco Forty ers and he had a lot of pro Donald Trump, um, some anti Black Lives Matter stuff, like questionable things on his Twitter feed that he all he do, and I think it was ESPN but it was the media who actually asked him about it and he said well I might get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers uh, do you think that's fair I mean there's a thin line here between political beliefs and what we might consider hate speech but do you think you know it's fair to ask a linebacker of the 49ers to delete his pro Donald Trump tweets because he might get a job in, you know, San Francisco. I'm sorry. Did they ask him to do that, or he just did that? He did it. Nobody yeah. asked him to. Yeah. Um, I think that yes. I think that there would be a problem if the if the franchise was like this doesn't align with our political opinions like we're not Donald Trump supporters please delete that I think that's not okay I think that it was probably a savvy move on his part to like get rid of that shit before you know going to live and play in a place that is extremely opposite of that do you know what I mean but I don't think it's okay that anyone would you know I don't think that it's it's okay for a team to be like this is we don't like this please change it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. So like what if I mean you know, what if Twitter existed in 2004 
and the Boston Red Sox are making their, you know, miraculous run for the World Series. And you've got Kurt Schilling tweeting about his anti-trans viewpoints on Twitter while also trying to win a World Series for the Red Sox. How does that change that dynamic? Oh, my God. Probably a lot. But I feel like you could apply that to, like, anybody, like, anything. Like, what if Michael Jordan had Twitter? You know what I mean? Like, how fucked up would that have been? <laughs> like, what if Ty Cobb had Twitter? Yeah, like, what, what if Ty Cobb had Twitter, man? That'd be fucked up. <laughs> It'd be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just beat this disabled man to point of death. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny that when you just said that, and I actually know I'm going to look this up. Uh, I, I think I remember Kurt Schilling calling the cops on some people during that run. And it, maybe in retrospect, it might have been sketchy. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look that up. That would be, I, I'd actually be curious about that. Um, I listened to the Bomani Jones podcast Bomani Jones's podcast a lot and he was talking about Richie Incognito and who just signed oh the Oakland Raiders just signed Richie Incognito and there was a big question about (laughs) and there was a big question about that he said lots and lots of racist and homo things in his past and has a reputation as being a, a a literal bully in the locker room. And Bomani Jones's greater point was professional athletes have had to deal with this for years. And especially and he was talking specifically football, where you've got, you know, we black players know that they're playing alongside white players who may hold uh racist or otherwise political views that they're opposed to, and yet they still do their jobs, right? At some point, you still, the question is, yeah, this guy's a bit of a joke, but he does his job, and I do my job, and that's how it's going to work. And I think that's happened for years and years and years in baseball and football and in basketball. But now, because of social media, all this stuff is coming out into public and it's becoming, it's, it's morphing as it becomes publicly viewable. And that's causing some tension. Were you able to look that thing up yet? No, I'm still doing it. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, and the other guy I was thinking about, this is not really related, but someone I think about all the time is Jose Canseco, who just... <laughs> Tweets like the most <laughs> random, bizarre ass shit possible. Yeah, that guy's insane. <laughs> but again, he's not, you know, he's a retired player. He's not uh, uh, held accountable for, you know, believing in aliens. Or, I mean, then you got Kyrie Irving who thinks the world is flat. Right. But also, Jose Canseco's like, hit, I mean, going back to this, I hate the term personal brand, but like, his whole thing is being like weird and loud. Like that's how he gets, you know, that's how he gets noticed and how he stays relevant. That's like his ticket. So 
And I don't <laughs> resent him that. But would he be allowed to do that if he were the designated hitter? What was he? Was he an outfielder? Yeah. Yeah. If he were, you know, the outfielder for the Oakland A's, would he be right. able to go on to Twitter and be like, you know, wake up, sheeple, reptilians control the world, so, you know? Probably. I saw- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And here's my other question, and I'm kind of scared to ask this. Would it only matter if he were good or not? Like, would you allow Jose Canseco to tweet about his beliefs that, like, you know, reptilians run the government, but not Yonder Alonso? Because Yonder Alonso is not going to hit 300. Yeah, well, I think that that's definitely true. Especially when you look, um, when it comes to, uh, like, we talked about domestic abuse the other day and the good players who beat their girlfriends or wives up get jobs. No problem. And players that aren't good that do that, they don't play very much more. You know what I mean? Or they have to take massive pay cuts to get a job. Whereas, you know, uh, what's his name gets reliever of the month. Yeah. So the other guy, (laughs) Aroldis Chapman, Aroldis Chapman beats up his girlfriend and like, doesn't miss a single game. Right. More than his suspension, you know? Right. And uh, same with that guy, the closer for the uh, Astros. Ozuna, yeah. 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 That guy was not unemployed for a single day. Yeah. Uh, he was released by the Blue Jays. Kudos to the Blue Jays for doing the right thing. Uh, you know, that's Barockstown, so they probably wouldn't stand for it. Uh, right. Canada. <laughs> Canada. But then he was he was signed immediately by the Houston Astros. Like not not even a, no one blinked an eye. They just signed him immediately. Yeah. So no. you know, Kyrie Irving can say the Earth is flat, and people would be like, "Okay, Kyrie, you know, go yeah. for it." Yeah. But you know, maybe not. I don't know some bad so, basketball but, but, player. You know, professional athletes do need to consider exactly. Well, oh man. Then you've got things like Enos Cantor for the Portland Trailblazers, who is wanted by the Turkish government for saying anti, uh, anti-Turkish viewpoints because they're a totalitarian dictatorship right now. Right. Enos. <laughs> rhymes with penis. It rhymes with penis. <laughs> His parents should have thought of that. <laughs> Whoops. What do you mean? He's Turkish, dude. Yeah. But they had to have been tall. They had Somebody to know there was a chance he came to the States to play basketball, yes. you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question for you. Also, keep looking up that thing about Coach Schilling, because I'm going to Because Coach Schilling was... Who else was on that baseball team? You know, you got David Ortiz, you got... Uh, Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez, like, there were other dudes on that baseball team. Somebody right. must have written a book. Somebody's written a book about the 04 Red Sox, yeah, right? sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I read Terry Francona's book. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Uh, what's he called? I can't remember. Terry Francona. Okay. I used to do pills <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so what do so we mention Ty Cobb? Here's my question. What, what 
uh, 20th century sports figure would you most want, wish had access to a Twitter feed? <clears throat> well, not Ty Cobb. I can tell you that much right now. Maybe, <laughs> Babe, maybe Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah, he drank a lot. He would get. Yeah. He would probably just wasted and go <laughs> Twitter yeah. at one in the morning. He would just like he. I mean, actually, I would rather him have Instagram because he would just have like crazy. It'd be like you know some '90s rappers Instagram feed. You know what I mean? It would just be like prostitutes and like liquor. Yeah. <laughs> like Babe Ruth, what are you up to? Right. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I think he was probably we, uh, barely literate though, so maybe not a Twitter feed. Yeah. Well, no, Instagram. You don't need. That's the thing about Instagram. It's no language. You just put right. photos up. No, no, I know. Uh, See, that's why I would want Babe Ruth to have an Instagram feed. Right. I feel like it's like I feel like there's nothing more annoying than like reading the tweet of somebody who can't really write. You know what uh, I mean? Uh huh. That makes sense. I think Muhammad Ali would have a good Twitter account. Yeah. yeah. Be like just super radical. Well, and and smack talking like whoever he's gonna fight. Like, he would just troll them on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Talk about how ugly they are. <laughs> right. And then all of his fans would, like, fill up his Twitter, uh, his opponent's Twitter feeds. Right. Oh, except, like, Muhammad Ali would get so many death threats on Twitter. That sucks. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm sad again. <laughs> Yeah, well, the pendulum of social media, that's what it is. It's like, oh, this is so great and so cool. And then it's like, oh, right. It's also the place where all of these horrible people let their horribleness out because they can't do it in real life because they know that it's wrong. But they still want to do it anyway, you know? <laughs> yep. And it's like, uh... oh, I couldn't say this in real life because I get beat the fuck up. So I'm just going to go scream it on the internet over and over again, you know? Yep. <clears throat> I just yell at LeBron James all day long. Right, exactly. I know it's wrong, but I'm not using my real name, so yeah. it's fine. And that's it. That's it's like the good, the, the good and the evil of social media. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, uh, I follow Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Twitter. He mostly talks about his mystery novels that he's writing. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't know that. No, have you read any of them? No, I want to. <laughs> Badly. This is the good. This is the good yeah. of Twitter. Right. Like, how do you buy those? Probably Etsy. He's probably got an Etsy <laughs> store for his novels. <laughs> <laughs> Another depressing B block. Yeah, but I think that was one of those okay. I think yeah. I think my okay, if we're if we're finishing up now, my like yeah. my takeaway, what I would like to say at the end of this is that like I think that sports franchises and teams have to protect their own brand and there has to be some sort of way that they can dial back or penalize players for the more extreme uh things that they post to social media specifically when it comes to hate speech but overall i think it's very good for the game especially 
in the avenue of like reaching out to a younger market, especially when it comes to baseball. I think that baseball needs to adopt a strategy more similar to basketball where people are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want and like be crazy on Twitter. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Right. Uh, I think I agree with what you said. I'm, I want to, I totally agree with what you said. I, I think that questions that come up that we should probably talk about more. Uh, what happens when the U.S. comes into conflict? How do you work those uh, First Amendment rights to free speech, even if they happen to be unpopular or that the public, you know, unpopular with the public? And also, also, I think base. I think basketball has it easier because their demographic is largely minority, largely urban, well, younger. Baseball still has the dilemma of there are a lot of white rednecks who baseball depends on because they're all like St. Louis Cardinal fans and Atlanta Braves fans. Fuck you, St. Louis. (laughs) And we got to get those people to want to watch our market too. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Right, but that's what I mean, is I feel like it should be very, I feel like it's, the parameters should be very broad. I don't think that, because, you know, the option is out there as a follower, too. Like, you know, if somebody is a Trump supporter, I'm not necessarily going to, like, be a fan of theirs. But that, I feel like, is a free speech thing, if it's like we got to, you know, whereas somebody, you know, who... Like, there's a difference between that and hate speech. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yes. And, and I feel like the polarizing... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like the polarizing nature of the, you know, Twitter specifically is, like, you can create these, like, Twitter personas, and that's done very well for the NBA. Um, and there's villains and there's heroes, and there's, you know... That's good. That like creates a different narrative. Yeah, dude, professional wrestling Twitter must be fucking crazy. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, <laughs> we should get into that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This has been the V Block. Uh, let us know what you guys think. You can leave us. Uh, please give us a rating and a review on Apple iTunes. Uh, like us on SoundCloud. You can tweet at us at Dump on the Up. You can post on our Facebook page. You can comment on our WordPress blog, dumponthump.wordpress.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, for Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.